Welcome to episode eight of Turn Shit Into Gold. I am your host, Kristen, and today I have a very special guest with me, my boyfriend, Tyler. Hi, everyone. And the reason he's here with me is because I think it was about a week and a half ago, I made a TikTok trying to encourage the gals out there who are dating guys to have some hope and shift their mindset because there are good guys out there. And I got the most views out of any of the TikToks that I've had and the most engagement, half of which were comments asking where I found him and if I got him on Amazon. And the other half were people kind of hating Some of it was just projecting, but we thought it would be helpful to chat about it and talk about, and I wanted to have him on here so he can share his perspective on it too. So it's not just me talking about it. So I have the TikTok up so that we can go through the comments, but a little context at the beginning, I literally just said, if you're a gal who dates guys, this is for you. And then I said that I met my boyfriend a little over six months ago and talked about how he was clear about what he wanted from the start and talked about nice things that he does for me. So that is uh, what was in the video. And uh, now we'll just start to go through some of the comments. So one comment said, sounds amazing, but that's the honeymoon stage. Hopefully he stays like that, but give us an update on the one year mark. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can see why somebody would say that. They probably had a lot of experiences where people just don't last. And I feel like people also have this this thing inside of them that kind of subtly makes them want to see others fail. So maybe that person was just was just projecting that. I don't know. So you think that this person is probably unhappy in life, at least when it comes to relationships and is trying to kind of project that a little? Maybe possible. I don't know their situation. I think a lot of people, like, it's kind of in some of our human nature. Like, people just mm-hmm. want to see some other people just fail. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's very common these days. Yeah. So, uh, I know that you don't feel like you're going to change how you're being in our relationship before a year or even after a year. Why do you think you'll be consistent with the way that you are? Well, you know, now that I see these comments, I'm kind of, it's almost a challenge to me, like, just to stick it to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but. I think aside from that, I would say that why would I need to change? I mean, things are going well for me. I'm Mm -hmm. fine. I'm happy. You're happy. Mm -hmm. So So you don't feel like you are overexerting yourself in our relationship? No. I don't feel like you are either, but these comments were funny. Um, Here was another one that was interesting and a little different. This girl said, the sad part is that I would find all of that suspicious and wouldn't believe it's genuine or with good intentions. <laughs> well, as you know, probably, I hope you know, right now I don't have any nefarious intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, I'm an open book. Um, I've, been, I've been very clear about my intentions from the beginning and people just don't understand. Some people just don't understand the level, so. Yeah, I agree with that. And I do feel like, I know what your intentions are and you have verbalized them to me, but I also, I mean, I think most people who are listening to this know that I do intuitive work for a living. So I do intuitive reads on people and I could always tap in and see if your intentions were anything other than what they were, but they definitely feel pure to me. And I also don't feel like you have ever tried to sell me anything And in fact, you know, you know that we are very honest with each other about things. So you've also addressed concerns with me at various points or just even not even necessarily concerns or you weren't expressing them as a concern, just sort of stating the fact on we are not in full agreement on a lot of things Mm -hmm. and neither of us has made that any secret. So I think things like that also help me to know that you have good intentions and you're genuine because you're not just out here telling me 
everything that I want to hear. You're also telling me things that I maybe don't necessarily want to hear, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're an exquisite communicator. And so I've taken advantage of that and tried to really talk things through with you so that I'm on the same page as you Thank you. most of the time. So I think that's, that's a, that's a big key. That's indispensable. I would say. So do you have any communication tips for people in relationships? Communication tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is tough because my my instinct is to say to say what's on your mind, mm-hmm. but that's not always the best advice. I would say say what's on your mind with with, with sensitivity in mind. Mm-hmm. So if you have something that's that's perturbing you or that's really bugging you, you should make time to talk to your partner about it. But you shouldn't just mindlessly rant about the things that are on your mind because that may that may lack sensitivity, and sensitivity is an important aspect in being a good communicator. I think. Mm-hmm. And I would also say that I know one thing that has probably helped us a lot is my whole perspective on the world and the way that I view things. And I believe I mentioned a couple episodes ago the whole concept that other people are mirrors to us and are reflecting things to us. So every time I bring something to you, I always make it clear that this thing triggered me. This is how it made me feel. And bringing the awareness that I know that there's something within me that was off that caused me to feel triggered by whatever thing it was. Mm -hmm. And some of the times they've been things that I know are incredibly silly and there's no need for me to be upset about it, but I feel how I feel. And you always want me to tell you about those things. So I do, but I make it clear from the start that I know that it's a me thing, but that I'm also just communicating how it made me feel and then we can talk through it and I figure out my stuff that I need to shift internally and then you're also more aware of things that may end up upsetting me in the future. Yeah, yeah, you can say that again. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it goes well when people have that understanding that not everything Like a lot of people like to move through life just blaming other people for how they feel and not taking accountability for their own feelings or just looking at, is there maybe something that I'm doing that's causing me to feel this way? Or I've also given you examples of things from my past that, you know, it brings to my awareness that something has not been healed in its entirety because something is reminding me of a certain past situation, even though it's nowhere near similar it's still triggering some of those same feelings. So I think just being aware of that is really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Another comment. Mine was also Prince Charming until 1.5 years. (laughs) Stay alert. (laughs) Oh, man. So the truth is, and this, this is something that's very important. The truth is that I can't make any promises on how I will be. 1.5 years or two years or whatever years from now, Mm -hmm. but I can try my best now in the moment. I can try my very best now in the moment. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's all I can promise to you. You know, people try to make these grand promises. People go way beyond their means to try to do things for other people or even for themselves. And the truth is that I just take things one step at a time, Mm -hmm. one day at a time, because that's, that's all I can do for myself. That's all I can do for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know One thing, we've already discussed these comments when it happened. And one thing that I mentioned was that these people saw a 60-second TikTok of me kind of listing out things that you've done for me over the past six months. And due to the nature of people consuming it in a 60-second clip like that, they are probably even magnifying what you've done for me because I mentioned how you've randomly bought me flowers, randomly sent me love letters. You will take out the garbage at my place if you see that it's full, even though you don't even live here. Things like that. And they're probably just assuming that this stuff is happening way more frequently than it is. Yeah. Even though, I mean, I said randomly that was supposed to be the clue that it's not happening every week. But I feel like the stuff that you do is spread out enough that it should be something that you can easily maintain and that you're not setting these crazy standards for yourself. And I think that you would agree on that. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you asked me earlier, like, am I, am I overexerting myself? (laughs) The thing is, if you feel like what you're doing is unsustainable, then maybe it is. (laughs) That's my advice to people. If you feel like 
what you're doing, what you're putting into a relationship with anyone, with your friends, with your significant other, with your parents, if it's unsustainable, then you're just going to run into problems. And so I set boundaries for myself and what I think, what I think I can do for you, what I can do for us that works for me, where I'm not, where I'm not overexerting myself, because if I overexert myself, I'm going to get tired, then I'm going to get frustrated, then both of us are going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a gigantic cluster. So, Yeah, then you would be resenting me for what you're doing for me, and then nobody's happy. Exactly. And this is where a lot of things that I'll teach to my clients when I work with them is that self-love needs to come first, and it's for exactly reasons like this, where if you are neglecting yourself, and especially a lot of people, I think what's kind of the common thread with a lot of these people in these comments is that it's very easy to meet a new person and get really excited about them and kind of drop whatever you were doing for yourself before you met this person. And your natural tendency might be to say yes to more dates or do more things and neglect some of the things that you've had going on. I know I've done that before. I've gotten into a relationship and wasn't going to workout classes that I wanted to go to because I wanted to see the person that I was dating or things like that. And It's obviously a lot easier for me now because I have my own business and I get to completely make my own schedule. So I've been working out every day and getting to whatever workout classes I want to. But at the same time, there was a time a couple weeks ago where some of your friends invited you slash us to brunch. And I knew that I needed to go to yoga that day. So you went to brunch without me and I went to yoga. And I don't think you thought that was, did you think that was a big deal? I mean, no, really. I just, I was like, this is her schedule. It's, it's her schedule. I mean, you do what you want. Uh, who am I to intrude on your schedule and your routine? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's that's for you. And those friends had plans later, and the, there weren't later workout classes. So it was just like, that just happened to be what was going on then. But that's an example where I knew I needed to go to that class that day based on how my week was. So I still did that. If you would have, told me if this had been something that was super important to you, Mm. that would have been a different story, but it wasn't necessarily. I'm not going to go that far, but I see what you're saying. Well, you didn't tell me I would really like you to come with. You just said, hey, there's some brunch happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So if you would have, and there are people who live in Dallas, you know, it's not like it was a friend who was just in town this specific weekend. That would have been a different story, but that's just an example of like a little thing or, you know, you have to work later in the evenings than I do. And some weeks we might not get to see each other as much because of the work stuff that you have going on. And you have to do that for yourself. And if you just thought, well, I know Kristen wants to see me. I should do this. As soon as you start shooting yourself a lot, I like to say that's where you run into problems because then it becomes easy to start to resent the other person. Mm-hmm. But if you do what you need to do to take care of yourself and then also, of course, still consider your partner, then that's where I think it can be a really healthy and good situation for everybody. And you don't run into a situation where a year and a half into a relationship, somebody seems completely different. I think another thing, well, maybe I'll save it till we get to that comment because I know we'll get to it. I'll save this. So um, actually, here's one that's right on track with this. Somebody else commented, I think once we love ourselves fully is when we attract a lovely partner like this. I feel like too many girls are caught up in the validation from men, which I would agree. I feel like I was caught up in that for quite some time. And I definitely think that once you can learn to fully love and accept yourself, that is when you are able to attract a partner who will treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. Yeah. I mean, I, you call it self-love, you call it, you know, validation and that kind of thing. For me, I, I'm just confident in the person that I am. That's, so that's the, that's the way that I see it. I am confident in the type of person that I am, my character, my intentions, my thought processes, so on and so forth. And that's what makes me able to come to you with the kind of confidence and and certainty that I do because I'm comfortable with myself. I'm comfortable in my skin. I don't feel like I need some extra validation from you, even though you do give it sometimes. Sometimes. 
a lot of times, a lot of times. So, so you know, I know some people might see it differently. That's how I see it. Yes, and we've had multiple conversations about the fact that you have not experienced insecurity like I've experienced insecurity. That confidence comes from the fact that you very naturally and easily love yourself. And that has not always been the case for me. I was so focused on everything that was wrong with me. And you were very easily able to see how you were good enough or more than good enough in like every area. Uh, You put me into an awkward situation. (laughs) I can't brag on myself, you know? Uh, It's not bragging. It's just like, it's the truth. I just feel like I've been blessed in many ways. And I've been given gifts from God to, to excel and to share my gifts with other people. And so that's how I see myself. And yeah, not everyone is as blessed as I am. Not everyone can see the ways that they are, you know, able to, to offer more to people or to be successful at certain things or mm-hmm. to see the strengths that they have. And I was just, as I said, blessed with the ability to see my certain strengths. And that's not to say that I'm, you know, like this super confident person who's just like very, <laughs> what's the word? Uh, pretentious, but no. I just, I have a healthy confidence about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of the, with your natural gifts, you definitely were gifted some things that are very recognized in the mainstream, which probably helps. And they're the things that are more often celebrated. You're very good at math. You have an insane vocabulary. And these are things that are very generally and widely accepted and celebrated where somebody who has gifts that are maybe more, artsy, I'll say, those things aren't necessarily celebrated and those types of programs in schools are often the first ones to be cut. So for the people who are naturally gifted in those areas and not so naturally gifted with math or reading, it can be harder to recognize your gifts. And I was pretty good at math and reading. I was pretty good at school in general, but you're also way better at it than me. (laughs) Debatable, debatable. You are. For those who don't know, he went to Duke. And got an engineering degree. I went to a state school that you've probably never heard of, Winona State University. So nothing wrong with that. You're plenty no, smart. Nothing You're wrong. Plenty smart. Nothing wrong with it, but I'm just saying yeah. he's not gonna brag about himself, but I'll do it. He went to Duke. Love it. Okay. So somebody else commented, girl, how long have y'all been together? We've all been love bombed. Don't ever brag publicly like that about a man. Time will tell you everything. You know, I have to say, somebody once told me this piece of advice a long time ago. They said, watch what a man does, not what he says. And I feel like this comment sort of uh, sort of appeals to that, 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 that piece of advice, that sage wisdom that I was given. And I have to say to her, you know, maybe she's right, but maybe she's wrong. Because you feel so confident in our relationship that you feel it's okay to say things publicly about it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay with me because that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. So, again, who is she to tell you that you're not in a stable enough relationship to be able to say something publicly? And I'm going to selfishly say that her comment is making me want to strive even more to prove her wrong. That's just me. That's just, that's just so, me. so far we've learned that these hate comments on TikTok are super beneficial to me. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Um, but I would like to discuss her specific term love bombed because love bombing is a thing, but I don't feel like you've been love bombing me because I feel like love bombing is a more curated, like the best way that I can try to describe it quickly is like a short period of love bombs of things. So it would be like if, for example, the first month that we were seeing each other, you randomly sent me flowers like five times when in fact you've sent me flowers three times in the last six months, which is more than enough. That's perfectly fine. I don't need flowers from you more than that. I like it when it's not something we've had this discussion. If you were sending me flowers every month, then I would subconsciously start to expect it. And then if you didn't for some reason one month, I would probably be like, what's going on? Why didn't he send me flowers? (laughs) So I like that it's just more random that I don't know when to expect it. And then when it happens, I can really appreciate it because it's a lovely surprise. And same thing with the love letters. You've sent me a couple of love letters over six months. It's not like 
you were mailing me a love letter. I wrote you every day for a year, <laughs> like in the notebook. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is to me, love bombing is when somebody for a few short weeks or maybe a couple months or even a few months could be six months, but it's like a lot of stuff. It's love bombing. It's these big things. And you've done some very nice things for me. Yes. But it hasn't ever been something that felt like what I think of when I think of love bombing. Yeah. I think maybe what you're trying to say is that love bombing is a performative action. It is. And I, you, maybe you're making a, uh, a comparison here to love bombing and just people doing things because they feel the need to do it. I don't, I don't do things for you because I feel the need to do it. I do things for you because, because it's on my heart to do it for you or because I have, you know, I'm overcome with feelings and I want to do it for you. Not because I have like to check it off some list or something. So yeah, or not because you're trying to get me to fall in love with you and become obsessed with you. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm easy going. I take it easy. I take it easy. And then uh, I want to separately, separately address the fact that she said, don't ever brag publicly like that about a man because that I just, first of all, I wasn't on here just bragging about my man. I literally said that the point of my video was to give hope to girls who are out here dating guys so that they would know that there are good guys out there. So it's not just me out here bragging, but I also feel like if I wanted to do that, obviously to some extent that can be just annoying and is unnecessary, but I think that publicly recognizing, like I've always heard, and this is not just romantic relationships, even with a manager employee relationship at work, or it could be, parents and children, all sorts of different relationships to praise in public. And then any conversations that need to be, I don't want to say criticism, but that whole thing, like if there's something that needs to be corrected, have that conversation in private. And that's not to say that I'm only going to praise you publicly either. Obviously, you know, I say lots of kind things to you when we are alone, but I think that it is good to say things publicly that are positive about your partner. And I don't think that, especially this generalization to never brag publicly about a man, it's like saying that men don't deserve to be praised publicly. And I think that there are some men who behave in a toxic way, but I think there are also women who have put some toxicity out there about how we should treat men in return. And it's like, they've been hurt by men and now they just want to hurt back or they don't want to give men any sort of credit at all. And I think that that's unhealthy. And it's not that I'm out here trying to coerce you into doing nice things for me by bragging about you. But I think if I make you feel appreciated for what you're doing for me, that does make you want to keep doing it on some level. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. I would have to agree. Okay. Another comment says, literally my last boyfriend until he decided one day it wasn't worth it anymore. None of this makes me think there are genuine men out there anymore because, second comment, of my last boyfriend. He literally did everything you're describing and he still didn't stick around. I'm going to guess that they were not the greatest communicators because no one just randomly leaves like that with no one. I mean, maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> but I have seen very few instances of somebody just, you know, very just, as they say, up and leaving mm -hmm. <laughs> that quickly, you know? Yeah. Well, and one of my first thoughts actually when I read this one was, well, if... I mean, obviously, you know, I believe in, especially at the age that I am, I believe in dating with the intention of ending up together forever, if possible. But at the same time, that's my TikTok wasn't about a man sticking around forever. It was about good men being in the world and the fact that there are men who will treat you how you want to be treated. And I don't think that there needs to be such a focus on the whole, like it didn't last. I think even if you end up having say five more relationships in your life than whatever you've had right now, whoever you are, that's listening to this, like that's okay. If you date a few good people 
before you end up with someone who you're going to be with longer. And I obviously do not want Tyler and me to break up. Like I don't want this relationship to end, but if it did, I would still be really grateful for the relationship that we have, everything I've learned from it, how I've grown from it and all of the, the fun times that we've had together. All of the more challenging conversations we've had, the way that we have handled all of it and respected each other and treated each other through it. And I know that loss is still difficult and none of us really want to have to go through that, but I would much rather date a guy who is treating me the way that you're treating me and then have it end than date someone who sticks around forever, but doesn't treat me this way. That's a good point. You know, I think in response to her, I'm sorry that the guy left. I'm really sorry that he left actually, but, but you know, life is about growth and learning and just like learning the lessons and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm one of those people where, you know, somebody once told me either you break up or you get married. Every relationship, you either break up or get married. And so everyone gets shocked when you, when you break up with someone. But the truth is if you broke up with someone like you're either just, you were either supposed to marry them or not. That's it. Like case closed. There's no in between. Mm -hmm. Next comment. They're always like this in the beginning and switch up when they know they have you 100%. LOL. How can you ever know that you have someone 100%? Thank you. So I actually responded to this person with a video response. I made another TikTok and just said like, it's not that I would ever just be saying this to your face and I certainly wouldn't be constantly reminding you of it, but you can never have me 100% because if you start to not treat me the way that I want to be treated, if you start to not meet my standards, I would have a conversation with you. And if your behavior didn't change, then I would exit the relationship. So there's no such thing as someone being able to have you. And I also did say, I would hope that you would do the same. And so there's no such thing as somebody having you 100% because you always have the choice to walk away and you are the person who's responsible for having boundaries, setting them and communicating them to people and then making sure that they are upheld. So there's other people don't have that power over you. They don't get to just treat you like shit and stick around because you get to decide to have the conversation. And if that doesn't change, then you get to decide to leave. So I just personally disagree with this whole idea in general because I would not allow that to happen. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't think you would allow that to happen. Yeah. And I know you wouldn't allow that to happen with me either. Oh, you better believe I wouldn't. You, you better would believe. Keep me in check. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, another comment was, yeah, next week you're going to break up. That was more than two weeks ago. So Clearly, we didn't break up, so she's wrong, or he's wrong, whatever. She. It was more than a week ago. Less than two weeks ago. Oh, well then, yeah. But more than a week ago. The math yeah. works out such that she, her prediction she was incorrect. She was incorrect. Um, I did respond to her with a video and just said something about how when someone's miserable, they tend to want to hurt someone else, and like mentioned that I'm sorry that she's going through a hard time, and she actually did comment back on that and say, thank you so much. I know I need to improve my happiness, just been through a lot of trauma. So she at least was able to recognize that, which is great. <laughs> I'm just kind of laughing at how she came on the internet and she said, y'all will break up next week. Yeah. It's just such a bold assertion. Yes. And that's obviously just what I said. It's a miserable person wanting other people to be miserable. And it makes me sad that that's how people sometimes handle their feelings, but that's, that just shows how much many of us have not had parents who modeled how to feel your feelings, cope with them, express them in healthy and helpful ways, things like that. And it honestly just motivates me more to do the work that I do because I help people with that. Yeah. I don't know. I know that was like an interesting segue that you were kind of bringing up there, but I've had good parents. I think that they're they're a, the biggest part of the reason why I am the way that I am. So mm -hmm. thank you, parents, for that. Yes. You know, and, and to all the people who don't have both parents or they're divorced or whatever happened, you know, I feel for you because I know 
the advantage that I've had just from having two loving parents. Mm-hmm. And I have also had two loving parents. Even if I didn't always feel like I was getting exactly what I needed from them, I also know that that was what was best for me to learn and grow in the ways that I needed to learn and grow to be able to do what I'm doing now. And you know I'm very grateful for your parents, especially your mom. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the things I mentioned in the TikTok is that Tyler rubs my feet and his mom used to make him rub her feet. So he's very good at it. Oh, really? Yeah. Thanks, mom, for that. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> Love you. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. Um, okay. Next comment. This one's from a guy and he said, monitor that energy over the next six months. That's funny. The way he said that is kind of funny. People on the internet are just funny. People on the internet are funny. And with this one, it was like, I could feel, I was feeling into the energy of all of these comments and deciding whether or not to respond, whether I wanted to just respond typing or whether I wanted to make another TikTok to respond. And with this one, I did make another TikTok to respond. And I said that the only energy I need to monitor is my own because what I've learned from the work that I do is it's my energy, the way that I'm being, the way that I'm thinking about myself, the way that I'm treating myself and what I'm putting out into the world is what then makes me a match for what I receive. So I need to monitor my own energy. And when something is off with me, I need to shift it. And that's what's going to keep me a match to receive what I've been receiving from you. And I did say, that being said, if you were to stop doing these things, I would have a conversation and all of that yet again. But I don't really need to be monitoring your energy. And when I say that, I mean, I don't need to be like trying to track you or keep tabs on you. Like, I don't like the word monitor, monitor. <laughs> the way that he said that, because yeah, I don't feel like I need to monitor you and your behavior. I'm not keeping score with things or keeping tabs in any way. But yeah. if I felt like you were starting to give less in the relationship, I mean, honestly, first I would probably just like check in with you to see yeah. how everything's going. And honestly, if you need anything, like if things are crazy at work or yeah. whatever, but I don't feel the need to monitor your energy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a trust thing too. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're in a relationship with somebody and you just don't trust them, or you feel the need to quote unquote monitor them or check their every activity, then you're just gonna drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you are, yeah. And is. I, yeah, and I think also just realizing that. With, I mean, some of these comments, you know, mentioned the honeymoon stage. And I don't necessarily think that there has to be like a honeymoon stage that ends. However, I don't think that every day will be the same either. I think there will be days where you're more in a lovey energy, more in your feels, like it's the first few dates all over again. And then there will be times where it's not like that at all, but it's almost better or it's just different you know we have a level of comfort with each other that we didn't have before as i posted about on valentine's day we now (laughs) pass gas in front of each other (laughs) things like that where like that's not um honeymoon stage behavior in my opinion but it's great in its own way and our relationship is always evolving and getting deeper yeah i mean i feel like and even then you Let's be honest, you tend to, to highlight a lot of the, the positives. And the truth is that there are a lot of not so nice things that we've had to discuss. And people just maybe don't know about that. And that stuff happens behind the scenes, but it fortifies the relationship at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, I talk about it on here. I talk about it on my podcast. Yeah, true, true, I just true. didn't yeah. talk about it in this one 60 second TikTok yeah. that blew up. So, yeah. <laughs> So that's that. But again, when we have those difficult conversations, we're doing it in a very loving and productive way. We've gotten very good at communicating with each other about the things that need to be communicated about. Okay. Um, Somebody commented, I've met men like this, and then two weeks later, they decide they aren't ready. I think two weeks is too short of a time to be able to say that, you know, every guy has to be nice on the first date. Like, come on, now. if you're a douchebag on the first date, like, you're not going to make any kind of an impression. So, like, I mean, and 
this this girl, this is more what I think of as probably she experienced love bombing. Because yeah. for two weeks they were doing everything that I was saying you did for me within six months. Yeah, so that's so yeah, that's more <laughs> of an example maybe of love bombing where a guy is like going all out doing all these things. I mean, I'm trying to think now when you did send me the first flowers, but I think it was probably two and a half months in. I don't remember, but it was a while. Yeah. So it's not. So you can't be too cliche. Like you, you got to keep people guessing. If you just do what everyone else does, then you, you like, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you can't be predictable like that. Like mm-hmm. That's what you said about the whole random aspect. Mm-hmm. If I said flowers once every two weeks, like you said, you will come to expect me to send flowers once every two weeks. If I send flowers when I feel like it, you'll never be able to predict when I'm going to send you flowers. Yeah. Okay. Here's a fun one. So I did mention in the TikTok that you are 24 years old because mm-hmm. I felt like I wanted people to understand that someone who is young can also be acting like a full grown man out here in the dating world. And that, you know, there are going to be good men at all ages. I think a lot of times people, including myself, are under the impression that guys who are a certain age are not serious about it. Like I normally, we've discussed this, I normally would never have given consideration to someone your age. You were 23 at the time that you arrived on my hinge. And if I weren't so tapped into my intuition, I would have hit the X on you immediately. But my intuition was telling me to just match with you. And I was like, okay, we'll see what happens here. At the very least, it'll be a good story, right? And then I've just been blown away by it. But a great story. (laughs) Yes. So I said that you were 24, so people would know that. So then this girl commented, he's 24, how old are you? And I said that I'm 32 and would never normally date someone that much younger than me, but that my intuition was saying it's a yes. And then someone else hopped in and said, what about compatibility? He's 24 and you're 32. Do you want a family? Does he, is he ready so young? I wasn't expecting this question. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> yeah, I'll this answer. is a comment from two days ago. So you didn't know about this one yet. I will answer it for the sake of the podcast. Um, Do you want a family? Of course. Who doesn't? Some people. Okay, some Plenty people. of people really don't want kids. Okay, well, I, mean, yeah. I do want kids to answer that part of the question. I want a family. Yeah, you want a family? I think, well, I think, I think, I, I certainly do. I don't even think, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. There, I mean, you know, to live a single life, there, there, there's room for single people in the world. Let me, let me get that straight. There, you know, or people who are partnered or, but choosing not to have kids. Or that, you know, like the dinks or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's Love room a dink for that. life. Like Dual people, income, no kids, if exactly. you're not familiar with that term. Exactly. exactly. Um, but you, just have, you have to discuss that with your partner and be on the same page. It's all about the communication, like I mentioned earlier. And so, so Christian and I have discussed expectations managing expectations and what things will look like or what they might look like and so as long as you're clear with the other person about that there shouldn't be any surprises you know like mm-hmm. i think i've been clear about the fact that i do at some point want a family and that's you know those are in my cards in my in my future cards i think in my opinion so mm-hmm. so yeah and I made it very clear. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't know. It was very early on. I don't remember exactly how early on, but I told you I'm 32 and you're 23. So I don't need you to know that you want to marry me now or even in a few months, but I need to know that you feel like you would be ready sometime soon for that. Because if you realize in a few months, I'm definitely not ready to be settling down in the next couple of years then this is not a relationship that's going to work because I am 32 and I know I want kids. So I need to be moving forward in that direction. So I was also extremely clear about that right away. And you assured me that that was something that you wanted. And I trusted you on that. And I still trust you on that. But yeah, And even if you weren't 32, I would still take the same approach because I'm a firm believer in never wasting anyone's time in a relationship. You shouldn't get your own time wasted and you shouldn't waste other people's time. Mm-hmm. You, should, you should definitely consider that when you're entering into a relationship. So then when it comes to, is he ready so young? 
do you feel ready so young what, to so become I don't a father? Understand, like, what is the people always talk about? You know, what makes what age is a man a man? You, know, you have the legal definition. Was it eighteen or twenty one? Basically, it's eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, but you can't. Yeah, you can't. No eighteen. But you can get. You can go to war. So I mean, eighteen. So yeah, eighteen, right? And then twenty one, you can drink. You can pretty much do anything. Like at twenty one, you can do kind of whatever the heck you want to do, right? So what age is it that a man is supposed to be fully mature, such that there's no more BS in his life, such that he's ready to have a family, such that he's like cool to settle down, as they say, I'm going to put that in quotations. Mm. What is that age that people keep referring to and alluding to? I don't understand what it is. For me, I've been ready for that ever since I knew that was a possibility. When I was a little kid, I thought to myself, a 21-year-old should be very mature. When I was 18 years old, I thought to myself, a 24-year-old should be very mature. So now that I'm 24, I don't understand why people look at me like I should be immature. It's because most people are nowhere near as mature as you are. Like I've told you I've dated guys in their late 20s or even early 30s who are less mature than you. Even I can think of a guy who's in his mid-30s who's less mature than you. Different strokes for different folks. Yes. You are a different folk, and I'm very grateful for that. And I feel like the is he ready so young part is probably specifically about especially this is a girl who commented this. So, you know, they're probably thinking we need to be having children ASAP, which we don't, but she's probably thinking, would you be ready in a year? Would you be ready at 25 to become a father? You want me to answer that? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Honestly, Look, look, I mean, my grandfather had a kid when he was 18. Mm-hmm. Worked out fine for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, not saying that I'm that extreme, you know. I'm, well, like, luckily, you're past I'm that. I'm well past that, mm-hmm. but I think if push came to shove, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's just, yeah, it's something that I feel like is it, when I really think about it, is anybody ever ready? And I do feel like people say that people who've had kids are like, you're never really ready. You kind of, it's something that you just kind of do. Even at 32, sometimes I'm like, I'm so ready for this. And then other times I'm like, oh my gosh, no. And I don't think you'll ever necessarily feel 100% ready to become a parent. Mm-hmm. And even if you do, then you have the kid and you're like, wait, never mind, because. It's very challenging. <laughs> Being a parent is very challenging. Be careful what you wish for type of thing. Yeah, but I feel very confident just based on the type of partner that you are to me right now. I feel very confident that you would be a good person to be my partner in helping other little humans become <laughs> good adults. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we'll say about that. All right. Next comment. Yeah, had this. And after five months, he said he didn't want a relationship anymore. I suppose he had the freedom to say that. Mm -hmm. He did. That's another example of like, well, sometimes people break up. Yeah, sometimes people break up. And I know it sucks, but that's just how it can be. And to be clear, like I'm not minimizing that. I'm sure that was a traumatic experience for her. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've. I've sure been dumped before, so (laughs) I get it. Um, Okay, here's another nice one. I mean, I've skipped over some other nice ones too, but I love seeing people treated how they deserve in relationships. Also a fellow Pisces moon, because I mentioned that you listen to me and you hold me when I cry, which is kind of often because I'm a Pisces moon. (laughs) Yeah. He gets to watch me cry about a lot of stuff. Um, Lots of where did you find him, which I did slide in there on Hinge is where. Um, Somebody else said, got this and broke up anyway because he was a narcissist, but made me feel safe and treasured in the beginning. Jeez. On the Hinge comment, you need to like do some kind of advertisement thing, make a deal with them. I know. I need to make them sponsor. There needs to be some sponsoring. Mm -hmm. But on the narcissist comment, narcissist is a word that gets thrown around a lot these days. Mm-hmm. That word is, I would say, maybe overused. I would agree. I would say that it's a powerful word that people do not understand often the true meaning of. That's, that's a 
a very, very powerful thing to call someone. Mm-hmm. And But I would also like to add that she very well could have dated a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And if she did, I feel for her very much. And I know that that is very challenging. I also know that you're not a narcissist because narcissists aren't able to empathize with people and are not doing things for other people. And, you know, I've seen your character over the last six and a half months and or I guess like seven. Oh yeah. Basically seven for a second. I was like, what day is it? Seven months. And I've seen you do, I mean, you're always helping your family with things, homework and whatever else they need. You spent a few hours yesterday helping your friends move. You you do things for me that don't feel like there is any expectation of getting anything in return. And I think if you were a narcissist, you would not be doing those things. Ostensibly. Yeah. Um, somebody said, don't speak too soon, sis. Wait a few more months, then you'll know. See, that's another one. Like, whose timing are we on? Where, what is the scale? Yeah. So someone show me the scale in the book or something, in the Webster's Dictionary. When is it safe? When do I get to let my guard down? And this is actually what I think the issue is in relationships for a lot of people, is that people enter relationships with trauma that they haven't healed from previous relationships. So they have their guard up and there's a difference between being safe, I guess I could say. I don't really know the best way to describe that. There's a difference between that and then having your guard up so much and having walls up. And if I had not done the healing work that I had done in the past year, we would not be able to be in this relationship. Yeah. I mean, feeling safe in a relationship is, that's a big thing. That's uh very big thing. And as you know, I still had some healing that I needed to wrap up on that that was getting triggered this fall. Yeah, yeah. Which you were very patient with as I, as I sorted through that. And that was an example of what I mentioned earlier where there would be things that would trigger me and I would tell him, I know this is not about you, but this thing triggered it and this is what's going on. And, you know, we would talk through it. Slash, I would cry through it. Yeah, good times. Super fun. Um, this gal commented, what the actual fuck? So we out here picking gremlins? I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) I just wanted to read that one because that was my favorite comment. And I let her know that I allowed a lot of gremlins in my life before I started to learn how to love myself enough to receive this. Um, someone said my ex does all of this and I fell in love with him and then he ghosted me. And then... She added that she is seven years older. I'm not going to rule out the possibility of him becoming spooked or something. I'm not going to rule that one out. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's, it's a case-by-case basis. You know? Yeah. But I also think that if you were to decide that you didn't want to be with me anymore, you would not ghost me. No, I wouldn't do that. Because would I would not want to be ghosting myself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. If somebody ghosts you, you want some closure. Yeah, you would say it to my face. And then you would hold me while I cried about it. I'm not going to say what would happen because I don't know if I want it to happen. Like, yeah, so, yeah. All right. Um, somebody said, I can't date younger. I have a younger brother. It gives me the ick. Mm, get past that. Yeah. Get past that. I think. I, mean, I think it also depends. Depends. Oops. Depends. It depends on. How old you are. Um, I think it depends on how old you are. I have no idea how old these people are, obviously. So, I mean, and I don't have a younger brother. I have an older brother. He's only a year older than me, but still. But it's just funny because I think about, I don't have the ick about dating a guy who's a year older than me just because my brother's a year older than me. You know what I mean? And I see how it is different if you had, like if I had a 24-year-old brother, this might've felt even weirder to me Mm -hmm. because then I'd be thinking about you being like one of his friends or something, but Mm. I don't know. And I mean, it was still weird for me and challenging for me at times in the beginning to be like, this guy's 23. (laughs) 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 What is going on? And especially as things will come up just as they do, as you're discussing things in relationships. Yes. Primarily 
music, sometimes movies, but mostly it would be, you know, a song comes on and it's like, this is before your time. What was it? There's something on our second date that you said. Oh, I, oh, I said, um, this is something about the 80s. I was yeah. like, man, that was so long. That was in the 80s. And, and then was, I was like, I was born in the 80s. I was born in 89. Very so that, yeah, that really just, I was like, oh my gosh. The 80s seems like a long time Crack ago. me up. And even today, we were texting about something before oh, we Simpson. were together. Yes. And I had sent him a Jessica Simpson song that was playing after my spin class this morning. And then mentioned that I listened to her audiobook, Open Book, which I would 10 out of 10 recommend, and asked him if he remembered how everyone was making so much fun of her when she ate the tuna and was asking, she was confused if it was chicken or if it was fish because it said chicken of the sea. And he said something about how that was, I think you said it was well before your time. Which it was not, because you were five years old. I was five, but who, like, what five-year-old was watching reality TV and listening to Jessica Simpson? I mean, you were listening to some stuff that was kind of worse than that at that age. This is true. true. Different strokes for different folks. Yes, exactly. Um, So, yeah, it'll be things like that where there's something that in 2003, I was in middle school. I was not in middle school. You were five. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But that's all right. I just try to mostly not think about that. Yeah. And I just think about how you currently behave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you wanna if you wanna if you don't wanna date younger or older, fine. But to me, I don't wanna limit my pool of people. Mm-hmm. People are people. Yeah. So I think what I've what I've learned from this <laughs> is to just, I mean, obviously, if you get a really bad feeling about somebody, don't go on a date with them, but don't eliminate someone just because of something like the fact that they are a lot of years younger than you. Just go on the date and see how it is. Because I got to our first date and sat down, and literally within two minutes, I was like, whoa, he's a lot more mature than I expected him to be. And I was like, oh, shoot, I really like this guy. Yeah. So I was grateful that my intuition led me to say yes. To the dress. To the dress. <laughs> You're such a cute dress. Oh, man. Um, and then the last comment, all this did was make me jealous. Broken heart emoji. Don't be jealous. Be optimistic. Mm-hmm. Be optimistic. I'm not saying that everyone is going to find their person immediately i sure didn't yeah yeah exactly so i think the best thing for people is just to be optimistic to have a positive outlook to to look forward to the things to come and to not get so caught up in what has maybe been shaped by their past Mm -hmm. yeah and i would add for myself that's tyler's advice as someone who did not have a bunch of healing work to do but i had quite a bit of healing work to do. And luckily I had been working on it very intensely for about eight months before I met him. So my advice would be, and this is advice for literally anybody. And I've made TikToks about this. I feel like I need to just talk about it more because especially on TikTok, people don't catch all my videos. And I, this is like the one thing that I would want everybody to know and to use because it's just such a good little tool is to write letters to all of your exes. And in that letter, which I'm just going to say right now, before I even say what you're putting in it, you're not going to give this to the person. So please do not give this to your ex. This is an exercise for you to get out feelings that may still be there that could be preventing you from having what you actually want. So write out any negative feelings that you have towards your ex or just like feelings about the relationship, anything you're angry about, anything you're sad about, any ways that they hurt you and get all of that out. It's like a beautiful little emotional purge, but then also find gratitude for them and for the relationship, figure out what you learned from it because all relationships are for us to grow from. And now this is where I'm going to get into stuff that's not not Tyler's territory, but we have soul contracts with everyone. (laughs) And everybody that you date, 
you had some sort of soul agreement with where before you came here, your souls were like, okay, I'm going to teach you this lesson. You're going to teach me this lesson. Okay, cool. Great. This is going to be so much fun. But when we get to earth, we forget about this stuff. We don't remember that we made these agreements with people and we just experience life as humans and we oftentimes stumble through it. And if you have a contract with one person to learn a lesson and you exit the relationship without fully learning the lesson, then another person will come to help you finish the lesson. But if you don't finish it with them, then another person will come. So this is why a lot of people will end up experiencing For example, getting cheated on in every relationship that they're in. And what happens is they start to think all men are cheaters or all women are cheaters, whatever it is. They get it in their head that this is how everybody is because this is all that they've experienced. But the reason that you keep experiencing that is actually because you didn't make whatever shift you were supposed to make and learn what you were supposed to learn from that relationship, which a lot of times is something about putting yourself first, being loyal to yourself, having boundaries, things like that. So think about what you learned from each relationship. And sometimes it could just be as simple as learning that you don't want to be with someone who treats you a certain way, does certain things, has certain lifestyle habits, whatever it is. But a lot of times there's a lesson like loving yourself or having boundaries listening to your intuition, different things like that, that you were meant to learn from that relationship. So figure out what you learned from that relationship, write that out. I like to then end the letters by saying, I am choosing to release these thoughts, feelings, and energy from my physical, mental, emotional, and energetic bodies now. And then you can also say, depending on what words you use, that you're releasing it to God or source energy or the universe to be transmuted to love and light. And that just helps transmute all that energy that you're releasing to something more beneficial for you. And then a lot of people like to end it with, and so it is, just kind of writing it in stone, finalizing that. So I would highly recommend especially if you're somebody who is single and you are wanting to attract a soulmate life partner, which I believe we do have multiple of that we can end up aligning with and choosing from. But if you want to attract that type of relationship, if you want to attract a really good relationship, a healthy one, I highly recommend writing letters to all of your exes and then also one to yourself because I did get cheated on in one of my past relationships and I had forgiven him fully for it, amazingly, but had not forgiven myself fully for it and for staying in the relationship also as long as I did when some things had shifted, like what some of these people were talking about on TikTok. I stayed in that relationship longer than I should have, and I was upset with myself for it and hadn't fully forgiven myself for it. So I also had to write myself a letter, multiple letters, and I will write these letters to myself for other things as well. But it's extremely helpful to just write these things out, get it all out on paper, and then I choose to safely burn mine. And that is something that, again, if you're going to do that, please be safe. I burn mine in a container that is safe to burn it in, and I put that container in the sink. So there's water nearby. Please be safe if you're choosing to burn it. And then the other option is to just rip it up. But if you do rip it up, make sure you also get it out of your house right away. Get it fully out there. Throw it down your trash chute. Put it in the garbage outside, dumpster, whatever your living situation is. Get it out of there and fully release it. So that is something that I would highly recommend. And I revisit it whenever I need to. Whenever I feel like I need to, if something else comes up, I just write another letter. And it's a good way to make sure that you are continuing to get some of those energies out. Also, you might be thinking, I don't really feel like I have anything. Sometimes when you sit down and actually start writing, that's when things will come up and you'll remember things and be able to release them. So 
that's my little tip is to do those letters to help you prepare yourself. And then I also got really clear on how I wanted to feel in a relationship because anytime you're trying to manifest something, it's not the actual thing that you want. It's how you think you're going to feel when you have the thing. So if that thing is actually a person, a romantic partner, figure out how you think you're going to feel with that person, what you want to be feeling, how you want to be feeling, and then find ways to make yourself feel that way already. Bringing that feeling into your present reality will help bring the reality in more quickly. And also just do the things for yourself that you want to be receiving from your partner. So think about what your love language is and then do those things for yourself. Just today, while we went to church and got brunch, someone cleaned my apartment for me because I do that for myself as an act of service for myself. As a way of gifting myself acts of service. And I started doing that several months before I met Tyler. And I also will get massages because in a romantic relationship, I like physical touch. That's important to me. Tyler's smiling and shaking his head. I have my hand on his leg right now. And um, I also will write myself love letters. So I write myself the other letters to release stuff that's no longer serving me. But then I'll also write myself letters, just write about how proud I am of myself for things, things that I love about myself. And that has made me a match for a partner who also writes me love letters sometimes, which I love. And there was one more thing that I was going to add that I'm now forgetting. You're shrugging. Do you have any other tips for the people? I can't think of anything specifically, but... Oh, I know what it was. Thank you for listening to my perspectives today. Listen to them if you want to. Um, Oh, yeah. You're saying my little line that I always forget. Can you tell he listens to my podcast? I mean, that's seriously. If you want to listen to it, fine. If you don't want to listen to it, yeah. But thank you for for listening. I hope hopefully anything that I've said, something that I've said has been helpful. Hopefully. Thank you for being on. I appreciate you for coming on and having this recorded conversation uh, with me. Most things for you. Oh, thank you. you. He also used to say anything for you. And then I said, don't say that because you probably don't mean it. I'm sure I could come up with something that you wouldn't do. So now he says most things for you. (laughs) (laughs) Silly, silly but true. Uh, Love that. Okay. So the last thing I thought of that is also super important is, and I tell my clients this with things other than just romantic relationship situations, but once you're super clear on what you want, you have to back that up with action. And this is where I see a lot of people end up, I don't want to say failing because I don't even believe in failing. I believe that you either learn something or you succeed in either way you're winning. But people with the romantic relationship thing, they'll get super clear on what they want and then their ex will text them or someone who they maybe just have a casual relationship with. They've decided they want a serious relationship and they still entertain whatever this other person is giving them, even though it's not what they want. And you have to just cut all of that off because sometimes people will talk about the universe testing you or God testing you. And I do believe that it is a thing, but not necessarily the way that some people portray it. I don't think God is out here like, oh, let me test you. It's just making sure that you actually are serious about what you want. So you say, I'm ready for a committed relationship. And then they're like, okay, let's confirm this. I'm going to send you what you used to order. We'll see if you send it back. And a lot of times people are like, oh, this still looks good. And they take a bite and you have to decide to send it back and wait for the thing that you actually ordered. It's very easy to just keep entertaining the old stuff. It's easy. It's familiar. It's maybe even still sort of fun, even though it's not what you want. I think a lot of people realize it's maybe fun in the moment. And then afterwards, it doesn't actually feel so good, but they have trouble breaking that pattern. It's really important to break that pattern and say no to the thing that you don't actually want to make space for the thing that you do want. And uh, I think I maybe briefly mentioned in a podcast episode that that happened for me this summer. I thought maybe it would be fine to have a more casual relationship this summer. And then I realized that's not actually what I want. 
So I set a boundary there. And then he tried to kind of cross that boundary a week later. And I just laid it down more firmly and was like, no, we are just going to be friends. And then the next day is when I matched with Tyler. So reinforce those boundaries because those little tests, like you could be literally one day away from everything that you want. So don't accept something less because you're afraid that the thing's not going to come. I'm not saying you're for sure going to get it the very next day. I'm just saying it can happen that fast. So those are my, those are my tips. Write yourself and your exes the letters to release anything that's no longer serving you. Get super clear on how you want to feel and be treated in a relationship. Start to treat yourself that way. And then keep your boundaries. Boundaries are important. Tyler's nodding. You can't see that. Thanks for the nods. You're welcome. All right. If you would like to support me in my podcast, you can always rate and review it. That's super helpful. Share it with a pal. If you have a single friend who you think would benefit from hearing this episode, send it to them. If you feel called to share it on your social media, I would appreciate that. If you do, please tag me. I would love that. Um, I'm on Instagram at it's Kristen Hope, I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-O-P-E. And there are some other ways that you could support me in the show notes. I also am going to do a full course on this stuff, walking you through some more things, also teaching you how to do some intuitive reads. You'll be able to practice some reads on each other. There will even be some reading of soul contracts from past partnerships to make sure that you are getting the lessons from them that you need. So if that sounds like something that would serve you, I would recommend jumping on my email list so you don't miss it when that opens up. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you and I love you.